Hello, welcome to today's episode of Using the Numbers, your statistics and sports podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Joshua Tracy. And I am Corbin Miller. And welcome to the show today. We're recording this on a Sunday. Oh my God, we're back on Sundays, uh, which is great because we won't be here for a couple weeks. Um, and uh, it, is, it is April 23rd, just after 6 p.m. here on the East Coast. And uh, the baseball season, while it has been underway for three and a half, four weeks now, uh, we have to do bold predictions. So, Corwin Heller, are you ready to make predictions, which we hope to be bold? Yes, I am. Yes, sir. All right. Well, then uh, let's get started, as we always do, which is with the awards section. Uh, Corwin, do you want to start on awards or do you want to start on predictions? Let's do awards. All right, then uh, give me your first award and who you got winning it. Corn is staring Sorry. deep into space. My TV turned on, and I was trying to not have it blast out the microphone when it did. Um, AL MVP. Uh, there's really only one man to pick here uh, who is not expected to hit 75 home runs this year. It's Shohei Otani. Um, this will be my pick in pen for the next 10 years. Uh, and I refuse to change it. So it will be show Otani this year. It'll be show Otani next year. And almost certainly the year after that, he will win four more win. years, four <laughs> more years. Uh, uh, yes. So it's funny because when I was making this, I sat down and into this column, I punched in the letters H. S-H-O, and then started hitting delete, 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 because I'm like, Corbin will put this name, I will choose a different one. <laughs> just for the sake of diversity, because like Corbin just said, we would do this every single year until the sun consumes the earth. It it really should be a non-Shohai Otani MVP selection. Like, who's gonna be battling it out with him? Because he's gonna be there regardless. If he's healthy, he's there. Right, exactly. And this is basically like the Mike Trout conversation of like, you know, four or five years ago, which was it's always Mike Trout. So like, don't pick Mike Trout. The yeah. challenge is to not pick Mike Trout. And now it's mm-hmm. his teammate, Shohei Otani. Uh, so to that effect, I picked what I thought would be a fun, like out of the box pick. Mike um, Trout. <laughs> no, a player who is like very, very good. Like, I didn't go so far out of the box. I think someone's going to blow up and have an MVP season. Um, but I picked Adley Rutschman. Ooh, I love that. Uh, the catcher position carries quite the premium on it, and he is showing to be a really good defensive catcher and a really, really good offensive piece. Yeah. If the Orioles get really hot and make the playoffs, there's going to be a lot of articles written about how they got there, and all of those articles will have to mention Adley Rutschman. The question being, does he have the ability to win MVP on the back of some crazy ass numbers, or is he just a very fine piece of what has been upcoming organization? So really fine piece of meat. <laughs> it just took me really off guard. It was the, <laughs> the phrase and the voice. I was expecting no part of it. Uh, um, yeah. So, um, again, good player. Like I'm not picking someone crazy to win this, but like, uh, yeah, Adley Rutschman. Uh, Corwin, National League, most valuable player. Who do you have? Uh, again, there's only one choice here. Fernando Tatis Jr. Okay. He is bad. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he is back. He had an absolute killer start to the season uh, in his 
rehab assignment in AAA. Um, you put rehab in air quotes as though it was like a drug den where they just injected him with more <laughs> HGH. Uh, hey, you don't know that's not true. When he went to the muscle um, farm. He is the most exciting player in baseball uh, when he's not hurt or suspended. I find that hard to believe he won't be in the conversation by the end of the season. Uh, and my heart knows that I want him to be there. So Fernando Tatis Jr., come on down. It's a good pick. It was also one of the first ideas I had. And then I feel a thought, Corbin will pick this. I'll pick someone else. And I wanted to go with another out-of-the-box pick, and I went with a very similar vein to my Adley Rutschman pick, and I am picking Luis Arise of the Ooh. Miami Marlins. Um, it was a kind of an interesting trade of how he ended up getting there because it was one of those, like, everyone wins trades um, where the Marlins get a really good hitter from uh, Minnesota, and Minnesota gets a really good pitcher from the Marlins. And so far, it looked 20 games into the season. So, like, there's a lot of season left to go. Um, so far, Luis Arise has a 201 OPS plus is batting 444. Yeah, uh, I'd love to say that's unsustainable, but I mean, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. I should say. Maybe this is just who he is. I, he might be unstoppable. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, again, similar thinking, if the Marlins end up being weirdly good, or maybe Luis Arise, who's always been kind of like an individual, like, standout player, just has a kooky good year, and uh, he's always been kind of an old head favor because of all the singles, but if he has uh, big metrics, like, you know, underlying metrics year mm-hmm. and in some nice hard contact, uh, hits a weird number of home runs, eh, he might he might take home some, uh, some hardware. I very much agreed. Put some hardware on the mantle. All right, um, Corbin, what's your next award? Uh, Cy Young, American League. Uh, a guy that I don't believe was picked last year, but definitely was in the conversation before being injured. I'm going uh, with Tampa Bay Ray, Shane McClanahan. Has Good some pick. killer electric stuff. Uh, if he stays healthy, he'll be in the conversation. Um, here's to hoping he can uh, do so. Yeah, that's a really good pick. It's always um, weirdly tough to hone in on a raise player because there are a raise pitcher specifically because there are just so, so many of them and they all feel like some kind of weirdly amorphous figure. Like, like they're all uniform in some kind of way from the fact that they're in no ways similar and that's why they have their uh, uh, like capabilities as a unit as they as they do. But uh Shane McClanahan, such a good pick here. Uh, he is in the uh, 80th or better percentile so far this year in um, expected batting average, expected slugging, expected ERA divided by ex-WOBA, uh, strikeout percent, whiff percent, 96th percentile for whiff percent, 95th percentile for chase rate, 94th percentile for fastball velocity, and 91st percentile for extension. Um He's going to hopefully feast this year. Um, it'll come down to the only two sliders in which he struggles, which is uh, walk percent and uh, barrel percent, in which he's in the bottom half of the league. But even that, like, he's doing so well some, in so many other places. Yeah, yeah, good pick. Good, good pick. I went with a very mainstream pick, um, but mm. not for this category. But I think you'll like it. This is where I put Shohei Otani. 
Ooh, I love this. I thought about putting him here as well, but like maybe maybe we hedge just a little. It he is it feels like because I was thinking to myself, like, okay. Part of what makes him such the perennial MVP candidate at this point is the fact that he does both things. And he'll mm-hmm. always get credit for hitting because his hitting is so stupid good. But if he just has like I mean, he's the ace of the Angels team, and his pitch his pitching's been getting better every single fucking year. Like it's absolutely yeah. goddamn stupid. It's so fucking stupid. Um and I'm not just trying to say it's like a thin year for it, but for for pitching in the AL, because it certainly is not, but like I don't know, man. It feels like somehow he's unlocking something. It's a beautiful thing to say. Right. Like, by all means, even as just a pitcher, he's he's got to be a top five favorite, right? Like, he's a top five pitcher in, in the American League. You have Garrett Cole. I guess DeGar- DeGar- Oh, dude. DeGrom is there with the Rangers now. Um, Otani literally has. He's uh, second in the AL. As of today, anyway, or as of yesterday, I guess, by baseball references, uh, metrics. Second most strikeouts in the American League. That's awesome. By only by one, too. Like he's like, hey, shut right the there. fuck up. He's leading. Two and three second. are literally our our picks. Two is Shohei, and three is McClanahan for the God, American League. That. Like, yeah, Shohei should get a lot of looks for MVP because he is the best, but. Uh, this could be an interesting one. It'd be so cool if he won MVP and Cy Young, but you know, we'll see. When was the last uh, time uh someone uh won both? Kershaw. I mean, that makes the most sense. It's got to be either Kershaw or Verlander, right? Because they um, both did it, I believe. Hmm, that does make sense. Yeah, that's the thing is it's always been done only by pitchers because pitchers are eligible and they've only ever won the MVP portion because, you know, of their pitching stats. But that's what makes show highlight to be seeming to be such a light. Like if, if he were to win Cy Young, it almost wouldn't make any sense for him to not win MVP. Because if you have a Cy Young level pitcher on your team who also is like a plus bat, maybe not even like a top five bat, just a plus bat, that's insane. Uh, For reference, just because I brought it up, Clayton Kershaw won Cy Young and MVP in 2014. Mm -hmm. Uh, Justin Verlander won Cy Young and MVP in 2011. So it was Kershaw. So can you see who it was before then? Uh, I looked at those two players specific. Specific. Oh, that's yeah. right. Uh, who do you have as your NL guy? Um, well, my pick last year, you Darvish. I thought about throwing him in there. He just left the game with an ankle injury. So I don't think he'll be uh, my pick again this year. He wasn't anyway, even though I finished this hours ago. Uh, I'm going with Spencer Strider. Ah, damn it. You picked the same guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was trying so hard to avoid this. Yeah. Listen, it'll happen. He's he's a heavy favorite. Maybe not heavy favorite, but he's a favorite, and he's a fun young guy who's up and coming. So he's a fun pick regardless. 
He's definitely a favorite for sure. Um, so far he, in two games, he's amassed zero point seven WAR, which is like so so Holy much. Shit. Yeah, he's had two really good outings, and I know it's only been two, but I mean, like, he's coming off a crazy good year last year. His all of his sliders are above the fiftieth percentile so far this season, outside of the walk rate. Which I mean, again, if, it's the only thing who fucking cares. If he were to keep this up over the course of a season at his current pace, he would finish with ten and a half WAR as a pitcher. So stupid. I, I mean, imagine like, imagine amassing ten and a half WAR and playing in. 30 games. Just ugh, wow. the impact would be unbelievable. Yeah. And it's also like April, you know, where you give pitchers a lot of leeway. Like he could get better. He could get worse. Yeah. He could get better. The stocks, they can go up, they can go down. <laughs> Who's to say? Uh, yeah. Uh, Spencer Strider is a layup pick for both of us. What's your next award and who do you got? Uh, I have AL rookie of the year. Um, Josh, I'll be honest. I was not attempting to avoid double ups, and I just went with the guy who I think is kind of a runaway favorite with both skill, uh, position value, and opportunity and playing time. And I'm going with Anthony Volpe. Oh, interesting. I got worried that we were once again going to pick the same person. Okay. Ooh. I did not pick Volpe. Um, that is a good pick. Uh, and he has shown a lot of like again old head favorites here, as we've said for for years. The voting pool for for all the awards has gotten younger, so appealing to the old heads might not mean so much going forward. But still, it has some merit. And this kid's stealing bases and slapping singles like nobody's fucking business. So, um, playing a premium position also absolutely helps, as does playing in New York. Um, so solid solid pick. Um, for the Italian Derek Jeter, <laughs> we can only hope. Um, I picked another player on a very very good team, who um is has some amount of pedigree that is supposed to be quite good. I'm going with a pitcher from Houston, Hunter Brown. Wow. He had his debut last year where he pitched in seven games, um, 20 innings. Um, this year, so far, he's pitched in four games for 23 innings. Uh, he's nursing an ERA around 3.09, which is pretty rock solid. Uh, last year, his whole ERA for the seven games he pitched in was 0.89, uh, which is quite good. Uh, so... Uh, uh, by the way, Spencer Strider has pitched in four games, not two. He has two wins. I just realized I messed that up. Um, but anyway, yeah, Hunter Brown, good team. Uh, seems to be a good player. Don't know much about him. Don't follow the Astros. But uh, picking this kid. I, uh, I also don't follow the Astros, but I do think that uh, sounds like a pretty good pick. They're pretty good at developing pitchers. Yeah, good team. Good, good teams gonna win games. Good, good teams yeah. win 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 Absolutely. more games than, than the other teams um usually do. Yeah, you're not what wrong. You got, the, you got the National League. Wow. Uh, wow. just before we move on, wow. uh, from, I guess this would be the place to talk about it. Um, he is not my pick, but Corbin Carroll just stole his eighth base as a rookie. Uh, where not even fifteen percent of the way through the season. That's really cool. Um. I was torn between two guys here. 
Um, these two guys were tearing up inside. These two guys were, were splitting you in two. They were, yeah. These guys were just man. They've they been, filled you up and teared you down hit, the middle, hitting balls real hard, uh, real good. Just Split good handle on like bats. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with Jordan Walker with Ooh, okay. the Cardinals here. Um, he's had a good start to the season. Uh, I think he had like uh, 10 straight games to start his career with a hit, uh, which is kind of a cool thing. Uh, and I think he's going to be an everyday starter for them uh, with a relatively good team around him. I think uh, I think he wins it. He has a fascinating baseball reference page to start the season because his offense is fine. Mm-hmm. Um they give him 0.10 war. Like he's been doing just fine. Uh, his D war, they hate his defense. His defense is negative 0.5. That's he has, very quick to be very bad. I was about to say, he has played in 19 games. <laughs> like that's a lot of negative. What position D-war. does he play? Outfield? Right field. Yeah. Um. So his, wow. his war on the season is negative 0.3, but it's just straight up. Bad defense. They just hate his defense. Um, Very old head thing to if you're down between two players to crux a guy over. Yeah, yeah, but it also comes down to like how the defense looks. Like that's such a big part of it. Which is like we can sit here and say that the defense is metrically bad, but it might be visually excellent. A, a to once again bring up Derek Jeter, that is Derek Jeter's full bag. Um, so I mean, who the fuck knows? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm barely alive. Um, for my National League man, I'm going uh back to the well of teams who are very good and do things well. Uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers, and I'm going with um their outfield prospect, James Outman. That was uh, the other guy back. I was torn between. Oh, good. Okay, then I'm glad you chose differently. Um, he is killing it to start the season. He has played in 22 games, and he is mashing to an OPS plus of 195, um, which is just nuts. He's batting 314, 407, 714 on the slugging as he already has seven fucking home runs. Um, he is His position is just listed as outfielder, as he has currently played uh, center left and right as well as been the DH um, seems as though he's been spending the majority of his time in center which if that stays the case the entirety of the season will be a big bolster to his case for rookie of the year um, so yeah we'll see but uh, he's hard to get out man I hate all the puns that are going to come from this guy's name yeah don't like him but uh, seems like an adequate white boy so <laughs> There you go. What's your next award? Man, Matt, Matt Carpenter is really good at baseball. Yeah, it's not the tools, it's, it's the carpenter. Wild. Uh, I have manager of the year, American League. Man, I'm going with them birds. Uh, Duh, birds? I think uh, Brandon Hyde is uh, going to take it. I I think they got a sneaky chance to make in the playoffs this year. I like all their young talent. I like all the pieces they have. Go birds. I also picked Brandon Hyde. Nice. Corin, I feel like we're gonna pick the same person for National League. Who'd you pick for National League Manager of the Year? Who did you pick for National League Manager of the Year? 
I want to pick Bob Melvin. Ah, Bob Melvin. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I hate when this happens because there's so much less to talk about, but I do kind of love when it happens because we do not run these by each other. No, not at all. Um, along with Shohei Otani, Bob Melvin was left in from when I copied these sheets over from last year. <laughs> I So before I filled them out, I, I copied and pasted it and then deleted it so that I wouldn't have last year's stink on these predictions. And then nice. I still picked Bob Melvin. I love Bob Melvin. Um, before we move on uh, to the next bit, I just mentioned, hey, Matt Carpenter's good at baseball. The second after I said that, he hit a double. He now has two doubles, a home run, and five RBI so far uh, in this game against the Diamondbacks. So, hey, man, the mustache holds a lot of power. It's true. Ever since he shaved the beard and and just went straight up mm-hmm. with, like, the Donnie baseball mustache, dude's been money. Yeah. Dude looks and plays like Don Mattingly. And I take that currency. <laughs> <laughs> Yankees uh, might have something with that whole no facial hair thing. Yeah, mustache. that's that's what this was keeping us relevant. Yep. The mustache is powerful, says the man who always has a mustache. Um Hassan Kim came up to bat after Matt Carpenter, and I'm now picturing him with the Matt Carpenter mustache. And boy, that would be a look. Now imagine him 30 feet behind the ump <laughs> with, his, with his foot on a different base. <laughs> Well, Nelson Cruz is batting. Yeah. I'm still a big right. fan of that rule. Sorry, uh, listen, it should be something that we discuss further. That's all um, The next award I have listed here is Comeback Player of the Year. Do you have your uh, Comeback Player of the Year? I do. For the American League, I have a guy who, man, I don't think he would have to be anything close to his old self, his old prime. But if Chris Sale can come back and mm, be That's a, a really good pick. Just stomachable ace for the Red Sox. I think he has a very good chance because Red Sox pitching this year. I've talked to my old roommate Dan about it a lot. It's fucking horrible. It's really horrible. So if he could be just the only guy in that entire rotation who's steady, I think that'll go a long way towards a comeback player of the year nod. How many games do you think Chris Sale needs to start? To hit his highest total since 2019. Oh, since 2019? In 2019, he played in 25 games. Yeah, yeah. So since, since then, then he's played in not a lot per I season. think I th- I'm going to go wild. I think if he starts a third game, he will surpass his total since then. So if he plays a third. So first of all, actually, he's already played four. Nice. Three games and four games, I should say, has already surpassed his 2022 total, which was two games. Yeah, I remember that. I did not remember 20 or 21. Okay, well, in 2020, he played zero games. Zero, yep. So, in 2021, essentially, this question really is, how many games did he play in 2021? <laughs> no idea. Uh, less than 162, <laughs> more than zero. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, less than 25, more than zero. Um, Six? Ten, nine, he played nine. Okay. So, he needs to play all he needs... All he needs five to have games. the most games played since twenty fucking nineteen is ten games of which he's already played four. Yeah, so six more to surpass it. Wow, like that's, that's, that's uh, a good pick. That's by not you. a lot. No, it's that not. Is a it's low a low bar. bar. Yes, 
Yes, it is. That's a really good pick. Josh, we've um, been doing this so long. We're finishing each other's sentences. Sandwiches. Damn it. God. Classic 30 Rock bit. <laughs> uh, sir, that's Arrested Development. Oh, it's Arrested Development? I thought Tracy Morgan said that. Uh, no, that's... Uh, oh, fuck. Uh, what's the sister's name? Portia de Rossi. Lindsay. Lindsay says it. Oh, I really thought that was a Tracy Morgan bit. Tracy it Jordan might be bit. both. But Tracy Morgan in the show. Yeah. I do love that he's just a cameo of himself. He is just being who he normally is. Yes. I really want to rewatch 30 Rock. It's a great it's show. Always good. Yeah. Always good. Um I am picking um for my American League uh comeback player of the year. Um I think it's the same guy I picked last year. It is Luis Severino. Luis Severino mm. played 19 games last year, so this is a tougher pick. But I was curious because it is his contract year. This is his last year, potentially, anyway, with the Yankees, which is fascinating. Because since he signed his uh, extension that bought out the final years of his arbitration uh, years and then the first couple of years of what would have been his free agency, he has not played a lot of games. So in 2018, it was his last full season. He played 32 games, finished ninth in Cy Young voting, um, threw almost 200 innings, ERA of 124, ERA plus of 124. Like he had a really solid year. 2019, he played in three games. 2020, didn't touch the mound. 21, he played in four games. And in 2022, he played in, in the 19, and then he got hurt and got shut down again at the end of the season. So he missed the start, played the middle, missed the end. And this is kind of the year for him to show, like, no, take a chance on me. I'm a guy. Like, I can be that guy for you. Give me give me a contract. And he is going to, I'm sure, fight the Yankees as much as he can to get out on the field and show that he is healthy so he can make money. Um, And if that's the case, that he might be able to really, really surpass his 2019 totals once he comes back out. He's currently still on the IL for the Yankees. So we'll, this is a tougher pick. It's a hopeful pick for me because I love Louie, but uh, we'll see. I like it. I want him to be a, at a slow guy again. He was it really was so good when fun. he was in his prime. And uh, yeah. He was nice so much fun. Mm-hmm. Who was uh, your National League guy? He's winning MVP. Didn't play at all last year. He's winning comeback player of the year, Fernando Tatis Jr. I was torn because I don't know how we should take into account the fact that, well, he missed last year because he was suspended for PEDs. I don't really know how that factors into all of this, Uh, but he was out with injury and he will be back and he will be very good this year. So Fernando Tatis Jr. That would be nice. Uh, Nando is a fun ball player. He was missed last year um, after he cheated. Um, so here's hoping he comes back with some nice, hot, clean piss. Um, I also picked Fernando Tatis Jr. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, so all I have left here then is the World Series champions. Yes. Do you have anything else? No? No, just World Series champions. Who do you got winning over whom? Uh, I only picked one team. I didn't pick an AL team. Uh, but I'll say the Padres over the Astros. 
I think the Astros for the AL team is uh, pretty fair. Yeah. You picked your team to win the World Series. No I bias did. there, I'm sure. No, no, no. Um, I picked the World Series winner to be the Yankees. Uh, wow, wow. I like I like the fair move of, of not yeah. picking your team. No, no, I would never. Uh, random number genera- generated that uh, <laughs> that pick right there. Uh, winning over Atlanta. Easy pick there, yeah. Couple, yeah, I didn't couple really of favorites here. there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so bold predictions time. As you guys know, we do 10 of these bad boys. Um, Corwin started on the awards front, so I will start on the uh, bold predictions front. So the first one's going to be tied into um, what we were talking about last week, which is the fact that stolen bases have been increasing thus far. Um, so I took a look back at some previous seasons to see, you know, just about like, you know, how many stolen bases do we typically get um, from like the leader in the season? And the answer was uh, not a lot. Uh, Corbin, any guess as to the name of the man who led MLB in stolen bases last year? Um, And how many? I want to say it was like 28. Oh, it was more than that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Tell me God. this man's name. I'm begging you. Is he a little white dude? He, Not named Trey Turner? He is a medium-sized white man. Medium-sized? Yeah. Well, that really doesn't help me. I, I don't think I could. He played for the Miami Marlins. The blank, dead stare on Corbin's face. <laughs> I see it to summon up the 2022 Miami Marlins roster. Who the, like, it certainly wasn't Garrett Cooper, but he's the only fucking white guy that comes to mind on the Marlins. Um, I have no idea. John Birdie. That's a name I I saw this. I, I, when I saw this name, I'm like, I don't know who that is. And he led the majors in stolen bases last year. Congrats the, to that guy, I guess. The reason we don't know who he is is because it's basically the only thing he does. Last year, um, he finished the season with a slash line of 240, 324, 338 for an OPS plus of 90. Um, so he barely exists. He has been playing in MLB baseball for six seasons, and I have no idea who he is. Um, sure. Yeah. So he led MLB in stolen bags last year. And he did it with 41. Not a lot, um, historically speaking. So I'm taking the bold stance that there will be a lot of stolen bases this year, and I'm saying that five or more players will steal at least 50 bases. I love that. So it's not just having a play a player cross 50. We need five of them to do it. I mean, at the rate that they're going so far... The fucking Diamondbacks might have five guys to hit forty. It was the one of the things I was thinking was like I, I initially I just had like someone breaks fifty and I was thinking ah oh, that's too light maybe I go someone breaks seventy five and I'm like ah but uh, I think it'd be more interesting if it was spread around the league a little bit you know what I mean ah uh, fifty's too light let's go seventy five <laughs> well it's like how well how bold do I want to make it you know yeah all right what's your first one um this uh I'm naming. Uh, my first slot uh, in bold predictions. Uh, I'm calling it the reduce, reuse, recycle prediction. I'm just picking the same one I had in the first slot last year. 
Shohei Otani continues to prove he is not a human being and hits 50 home runs with a sub 3.5 ERA. It will happen at some point. Uh, it's just what year is it going to happen? And I'm going to make sure I'm there when it does. It's funny because this might end up being the same bullet prediction that uh, the equivalent to me picking Jets for the awards. Mm-hmm. Every year it didn't happen. And the one year I picked no Jets, it was all Jets. <laughs> and and yeah. the same year, it was the same year I finally stopped putting Tom Brady will retire as a bullet prediction. And it was the year he finally fucking retired. Just saying, might be something worth looking, might be worth looking into. Um, it's a good one. It's always going to be a good one. My next one is also supremely biased. Uh, my next one is that judge breaks his own home run record. So initially I was going to make this one. Yeah. Right. So initially I was going to make this one a juice ball thing about like home runs spiking up across the league. Um, cause I low key wonder if they're going to do that. Um, because they've made so many moves to try to inc- increase offense. And I'm wondering if they think they can get away with it. Because we, I feel like we have also seen quite a number of home runs early on this year. I haven't dug into it yet because I am not lazy. I'm busy now. I'm, I'm officially a busy, busy boy. Um, you have a new excuse. Yeah, I have a brand new excuse that I have other things going on. Um, But if that is the case, or if there's any like lagging effects from the pitch clock, you know, wearing out pitchers or fucking who cares, um, judge might feast. He might feast a lot. Uh, he might have that 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 big captain energy now and be like, I am going to just hammer balls into the faces of streaming delighted children. You think the only reason he doesn't hit 60 a year uh, before this because he wasn't sure if he could. And now that he knows he can, he's like, oh, I just have to do that. Oh, yeah, sure. I'll just keep hitting these balls. Yeah, that's fine. Um, it's it's because he was wearing he was wearing Under Armour shoes and now he I think is with Adidas. The Under Armour shoes were holding him back because sure. they were absolutely terrible, and now he's with a Breda brand. Hey man, Adidas makes some comfortable shoes. They do. So Judge breaks his own home run record, which means he needs to hit at least sixty three. <laughs> Good luck. I'll let you start counting. How many does he have so far? It's a great question. I. Didn't have his tab open. I'm going to guess and say six. I'm going to say four. He has six. Cool. Well, you're a Yankees fan. I'm not. Whatever. Number two for me. Um, We really should start running these by each other. I have Corbin Carroll steal 60 stolen bases as a rookie. You know, see, this is a good bold prediction because it feeds right into mine. Hell yeah. They're working together here, Corwin. We're a good, we're a good team. We share. How many the does same he have brain. so far? Eight. Oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, no, that'll be that'll be a fun one. He's a diamondback, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I just watched um, him steal one. <laughs> hey, there he goes. <laughs> I think he has Four of them against the Padres. So, so this is collusion, is what you're saying? Yes. Yeah, you, I'm, you, I'm you. on the phone. I'm on the phone with Melvin now. Just hey, hey, let him go to second. No, you're on, no, you're on the phone with Mr. Padre. Oh, of course. The, the, the friar, I should say, the friar mascot, who secretly pulls the strings. No, no, no. I am so straight up like Darth Sidious. Like I just put the hood up and I become the friar. 
somehow Palpatine returned. Yes. Why'd you have fucking ruin my night like that, dude? Grown louder, bitch. Uh, my next one. So while I was considering the home runs thing, I was wondering, well, theoretically, if there's the the harsh crackdown on sticky stuff that we've you know saw a little bit of last year and a little bit of this year so far, as Max Scherzer was already getting a ten game suspension that we haven't had the time to talk about, um, and that with the pitch clock and yada yada yada, uh, we might end up seeing you just yada yada over the best part. I mentioned the bisque. Um, <laughs> we suck. Uh, we might see a reduction in spin rates. Or at least a, a reduction in like active spin, uh, so uh, that might then lead to a reduction in strikeouts. So my bold prediction here is that no, no pitcher breaks 250 strikeouts. Um, I picked 250 because it's a pretty consistent number that does get hit. Um, nobody did it in 2021, from what I saw, but it was an anomalous year. Like every other year, somebody, um, if not many people go beyond that figure. So uh, while it does have a recent history of having happened, um, it is very much so the outlier. Um, I yeah. uh, I didn't have that prediction, but I very much agree with you for the fact that in 2023, Sandy Alcantara will be the only pitcher to throw more than 200 innings. Ooh, Interesting. He's going to average less than a strikeout per inning. I was going to, yeah, of course. Um, I was going to say that nobody would, and then I remembered he exists, and it's like, well, obviously he is going to. Um, 30 starts, nine innings per start. I mean, fuck, do the math. It's unreal. Um, So, yeah, he'll be the only one. Well, so far, he already has a complete game. Fuck you. That's that's ridiculous. Um. He has pitched in four games and has pitched 24.2 innings. Oh, what a guy. His ERA is not fantastic right now, but that really doesn't matter. Like, he'll figure it out. I'm so confident. Um, That man is hilarious. Okay, great. Great pick. Loved it. All right, this one's bold. This one's very bold. Uh, Maybe the boldest. Um, Oakland... I, I should have put the A's because this doesn't make any sense as written. I wrote Oakland doesn't move to Vegas. It should say the A's don't move to Vegas because Oakland, the city, is not going anywhere. Um, the A's don't move to Vegas. Now, originally, I I was thinking, like, wouldn't it be funny if um, Vegas was like, we don't want you. Um, and the A's, like, surprise move to fucking Portland or something like that. Um but I'm not really at the fact that maybe that this is all a really shitty bluff and uh, the guy who owns the A's, John Fisher, is the worst and uh, comes crawling back to Oakland with tail tucked between the old uh, the old legs there. Um, I'm not saying it will. It's more likely that they buy something in Vegas because um, Vegas is desert and they can build however they want. It's like yeah. America's Abu Dhabi. But uh, And frankly, Dubai. everything we've seen so far is that Vegas will absolutely sell out crowds. That's what we've seen, at least with the Raiders. They've they've done a very well. And the Golden Knights. And the Golden Knights, it's true. And selling hockey is tough, as the Coyotes can attest. Um, Desert hockey, man. Who would have thought? Desert hockey. Uh, Skating on the back of a camel. But, yeah, that's why I said this one's bold. There's also a lot of politics that goes into this, which is what 
the complications in which fascinates me. So we'll see. I, I don't buy this one too much myself, but it would be interesting to see happen, which is why I picked it. Number three for me, the Padres have all four members of their murderers row with at least a 925 OPS. That's Fernando Tatis, Manny Machado, Xander Bogarts, and Juan Soto. They all have at least one conviction. Everyone on Murderer's Row has at least has at least one cold case. Tatis already has his down. Now it's just up for the rest of the guys. Manny, frankly, I could see Manny having a fucking murder in there somewhere. He was a vicious kid in Baltimore. Um, yeah, I, listen, 925. I, the hardest part of this was not knowing where to put this benchmark. I wanted to set it at 1,000 OPS, but I didn't know what kind of ball we were getting in 2023, so I kind of hedged a little bit. 925, I still think, is going to be a, a high bar to reach. Uh, not unattainable, though. I kind of I like this one. I like that it is a homer pick, but it is also it requires many of the team to do so because those are always the more fun ones. Like, if three of the four guys are close at the end and you need one guy to really come together at the end, you know, be cool. Um, I will say this also ties very well into my next bowl prediction, um, which is that the Dodgers are not buyers at the deadline. I originally had here that the Dodgers are sellers at the deadline, but that felt too extreme. Yeah. Uh, but as we've seen, basically, you know, the Dodgers, uh, West Coast Yankees in this regard, once there is someone who is available or rumored to be made available via trade, come the trade deadline, two teams, three, uh, there's a handful of teams that are always linked immediately based on seemingly nothing, just the Yankees, the Dodgers, and at this point, usually like the Astros um, or, you know, some second uh, uh, nationally team like the Mets. Uh, and the Dodgers have done a lot of acquisitions in the last few years. But as we've seen, the Dodgers' ability to win in the postseason has not come through, and their payroll is incredibly expensive. And while Steve Cohen is setting some you know records for spending in the East Coast, uh, I'm not convinced that it'll be widespread as of yet. And the Dodgers, as analytically minded as they are, are I'm sure are not going to want to get rid of the farm system that they've accumulated because they've also got very good player development. And so while I'm not convinced that the Dodgers would sell any players if they their season does not go well, I'm also not convinced at this point that they buy in on more players um, from other organizations. So not buyers would be a pretty big deal for the Dodgers. It would be a pretty big signal. So we'll see. They'd have to not be doing well. Which... I mean, they're not lighting the world on fire currently, so there's hope. There's always hope. Always hope. Number five for me, a game will be won and lost on a pitch clock violation this year. I almost put that as one. I, I want this to happen. Oh, the memes. Imagine it's the World Series. Um... We could only be so. He lucky. didn't throw the ball fast. Could you enough? imagine? He walked could him. you imagine? Game seven, bottom of the ninth in the World Series tie game, bases loaded, and the pitchers like looking down in the dirt, not making eye contact. And it's like, oh, pitch clock violation. Game like, over, World Series. 
Or like you're arguing with an ump, but they don't stop the play clock, the pitch clock, because they're assholes or oh, something like that. Oh, the Machado. That. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. That would be brutal. Yeah. It could happen, too. We'll see yeah. how the season shakes out. Holy shit. My next one's super it. fun, and it, it it's very broad, so it can be anything we want it to be. Uh, my next one is that Shohei Otani develops a new skill he has yet to reveal to the public. <laughs> so at some point during this year... Shohei Otani is going to do something that he was clearly working on that we haven't seen yet or heard about. And all of a sudden, it's going to be a thing now. I, I was thinking about it, like, maybe he plays shortstop for, like, a few games. May, or may, maybe maybe he's got a new... It could be as easy as he's got a new pitch. He's got a new swing. He starts hitting right-handed. Who the fuck knows? So, when Matt and I were getting lunch yesterday, um, he brought up... Uh, we were talking about Hideki Matsuyama... Uh, who was a Japanese golfer, and he was like, I really wanted to ask Josh this, but you would know too. Who is more famous between Hideki and Shohai? And it's like, oh, you know, Shohai is definitely more Wait, famous. Did you say Matt asked you this yesterday? Yes. Because he called me to ask me that exact question a week ago. <laughs> then maybe I misheard him and he already had asked you. Okay. Um, and he was like, wow, like, does he ever, like, catch... Does he ever just go out there and just play the field? It's like, well, he has. They I don't let him anymore because like, yeah, one time he he played, played right, right field a handful yeah. of times as like an injury fill in when I think he when his arm or his, he wasn't pitching for a while. I oh, I thought it was when before they made the Otani rule and they wanted to keep him in the game. He, probably they did that. Yeah, I think that's probably. what it was. That would make sense. Anyway, you were saying. Does he um, catch? He doesn't. Not yet. Not yet. Imagine Shohei just comes that. out like sometime after the All Star break, and it's like uh, I switch hit now. I mean, there's no doubt that he could, right? Like he definitely could be a plus catcher if he wanted to. It's I'm just talking about switch hitting. Yes, that would be an awesome development. Just like I hit righty too. Um, also, I'll play short side if you need me to. And I developed a new pitch no one's heard of before. <laughs> a pitch that up. genuinely rises. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I got into the lab with the world's most notable physicists, and we developed a pitch that goes up. He throws it so hard down with so much backspin, the laces generate lift. For all of his pitches. Yes. All of his pitches can now. So all his, of his sliders his can now go both directions. Is just a straight. All of his pitches. Yeah, he he has yeah. the full range Sign graph. of motion. Yes, exactly. I love it. I fucking love it. It's the cartoon loop de loop. Yes, he is essentially becoming Bugs Bunny right before our very eyes. Oh Jesus! Ooh, whose turn is it? Yours. Okay. Uh, one of. Fernando Tatis, Ronald Acuna, or Julio Rodriguez will join the 4040 club. They'll uh, spend an evening with two 40s strapped to, to their hands. Yeah, they no, they play a game while playing Edward 40 hands and just don't have a glove. So you'll just see Ronald Acuna in the outfield chasing down a, a, a fly ball, catches it with the bottle. It shatters, and then he is on the IL for the rest of the season because he has dozens shards of glass in his hand. Or they can't start the game until they finish their 40s. So first pitch is at one, 
and they get together at like noon. <laughs> and they're like, guys, you can't be in the lineup until you finish these 40s. And they go play a baseball game hammered. Holy shit. Oh, man. Uh... That's good. I like that. That would be an exciting chase. That'd be a real fun chase to see who does it first. Because that's the same thing as the uh, the home run chase. Like, the home run chase wasn't like, we can't both hit 60 home runs. Only one of us can do it. It was like, no, no, no. Let's see who gets there first. That's what made it exciting. A 40-40 chase would be super cool. That would be awesome. Uh, I'm very much ready for it. My next one is is a bold one. Um, Houston does not win their division. So this Ooh. is quite bold because this division has been quite bad. <laughs> um, Oakland is still set to be terrible this year. Their run differential, if I'm not mistaken, is negative 100 currently. Uh, the worst all time for how far into the season we are. It's impressive to only be uh, 21 games into a season and have a negative 100 run differential. Not 100 runs scored on you. The differential is 100 runs. Yeah, that's um, something else. Outside of them, though, the Rangers have gotten a lot better. Angels have, have can't get worse. Um, genuinely, the Mariners have gotten better. Um, and Houston, while they're an incredibly good team, uh, it's tough to win the division about a million times in a row. So um, I'm not making any any supposition that Houston's going to be bad this year. It's more so just so that they don't win the division this year. Because if you think it's hard to win the division every year, and it's also interesting to have three teams all be making marginal improvements, but still improvements because the wins must come from somewhere. And if you're unable to feast upon a genuinely terrible division, that's not, you know, four bad teams and you all of a sudden now there's only one bad team and three kind of okay teams, Mm -hmm. the wins might be harder to come by. And yeah. these teams might be able to squeak above them in the standings on the margins. Is it likely? No. But these are bold predictions. Exactly. Uh, it's a fun prediction because if they if it comes true, then everyone is happy. That's true. No one will be rooting for them. It's true. All right, my my number seven. A no hitter and immaculate inning will be thrown in the same calendar month. Okay. I did not do any research into this. I know immaculate innings are rare. I know no hitters are relatively rare. I don't know how often they happen, you know, same month. We almost had a perfect game the other day. Yeah. We almost have a perfect game a lot these days. That was probably the most fun way for a perfect game to get completely destroyed. Yeah. Just a a nice form tackle. Just a big, a big hug. Two grown oh, men geez. sharing each other. How silly! What? Like I don't remember. I, I wasn't watching the game. I only watched the clip. But do you think those two made eye contact after that happened? When they were both walking back to their respective spots on the field, and just kind of a I, don't, I I I get what you mean. But part of me is also like you can't be mad at either one. Like they're they both charged yeah. in on the ball to make the play to preserve the perfect game. Like yeah. it's unfortunate. Really, it's going to come down to whichever one of them didn't call for it. Mm-hmm. Because if the like if if the catcher called for it and the pitcher just didn't hear him or, or you know didn't acknowledge it, then like that's on the pitcher. But you know, 
if neither one of them called for it because they were just in the moment and but the distance between the pitcher and catcher is not very far. So charging in full force leaves not a lot of time to make a decision of, or to, to yell out something. Mm-hmm. No, it's no one's fault. Uh, my next one is a, it's a, it's a throwback. Actually, this is a throwback. I mentioned this as a throwback earlier this episode. Uh, Mike Trout eclipses 10 war, but does not finish top three in MVP voting, <laughs> which would be the most Mike Trout thing to ever happen. Uh, that's just a straight up tungsten Armo Doyle tweet waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah. I, it, I mean, he's so consistent. He's won't- so good. We Go won't track this, but do you want to take a bet at who would beat him out? Shohai, of course. Shohai, I'll say Judge again, and then like a Ramirez, or maybe the, this is finally Vlad Guerrero Jr.'s year to do something cool, mm. uh, or maybe like a middle infielder that we, we've talked about in the before, like Andres Jimenez or something. Right. Okay, okay, okay. I hate it, but I love it. It'd be so fucking funny. It'd be so fucking funny. Um, just for reference, um, this has never happened. Actually, Mike Trout has finished with above 10 war twice. Uh, he is only one MVP in one of those seasons. (laughs) Um, he did finish finish second in the other season though. Um, who did he lose to? Uh, it was 2012. Any guess? 2012. Well, I look at it too. I also want to think about it. 2012 AL MVP. Oh no, it wasn't. It wasn't Verlander. Wasn't Verlander the pitcher, was the pitcher. Yeah. Before that. So. Um, wow. 2012. Miggy? Was this Miggy's uh, triple crown year? That would make a lot of sense. This seems before Altuve's time. I'm um, gonna cut you off because I I was right. It was Miguel Cabrera. It was his triple nice. crown year. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to hard to beat yeah. out triple crown. Yeah, he had only 7.1 war, which is nuts um, on a triple crown. I guess the first base, um, like, negative uh, attribution kind of hurt him. But, right. yeah, wild. People would I would have been upset if the triple crown didn't win MVP. That's yeah. kind of the thing, though. Yeah. Um, wow, Mike Trout led baseball in stolen bags that year. Wow, I forgot, I forgot he used to be also mega speedster. It's not slow by any means anymore, but like he's 30. <laughs> he is 31 now. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. In the last um so he stole 49 bases in 2012. Between 2018 and today, he has stolen uh 39. <laughs> so in the last 6 years he has 10 fewer stolen bases than he did in 2012. Just stop trying, man. Come on. Give us that classic Mike Trout. He's going to become Albert Pujols right before our very eyes, where he just strategically kind of steals one every year. year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just like, you know, meanders over to the third while no one's looking. I love that. The darling little gate. Uh, yeah. Um, what's your next one? Uh, <laughs> I feel like I have one just kind of like this every single year. And it's always really close. The Mets finished third in the NL East and missed the playoffs. 
Oh, we picked the same. We picked the same bowl prediction here. Yes. I was going to give the same exact rationale. It happens every year. It's so funny every time. And the Mets are already <laughs> Metsing because Justin Verlander is not playing, and Max Scherzer got a ten game suspension for sticky stuff. Like it's a ridiculous. It's ridiculous how this and Diaz happens. is out for the year. Oh my God, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> it's so insane. Uh... I my next one's the exact same one. So really, not not finish the third specifically, just that they do not win their division was what I put. Right. Um, so what's your tenth one then? Um, I actually have two more. Uh, number nine was a Quinn prediction. I uh, I was struggling to get these done today. I, my creativity was low. I asked her to give me one, and she gave me the best one I've ever heard. Garrett Cole will throw two no hitters in 2023. That's a great bull prediction. It's so good. That's a great bull prediction. Like, yeah, if he throws a no hitter, that would be huge. I I don't think he's ever had one, right? Like, he I don't think he did with the Pirates. I don't think he did with the Astros, and I don't think he has with the Yankees. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's the best pitcher in the AL. You know, as of late. Shohai's up there. All these other guys are up there, but like he's the de facto favorite. Yeah, fucking throw two. Yeah, and it's also it's a great ball prediction because it's so easy to pick one. Yeah, because the no hitters also have that air of randomness about them that like mm-hmm. yeah, someone could pick with Drew Smiley has a perfect game. Yeah, Wade Miley does have one. Like, but to throw two would be really fucking something. I love that. That's a great one. Yeah, she's much better at these than I am. You're not the world's most creative. That's no, not true. You're very creative. Um, sometimes my 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 jabs at Corwin, I feel like are too serious. Yeah, sometimes they're very accurate though. Uh, my next real prediction will make your old self happy though. Pittsburgh makes the playoffs. Andrew McCutcheon coming back to that team and immediately taking them to the playoffs would uh. I would be so upset, but oh my god, I would be so fucking happy. Everyone, I in would be so would be for it. Fucking happy. Everyone would be fucking rooting for it. No, look, this is not a, a claim to how great the Pirates are. This is not a claim to how bad the rest of the division is. But the Pirates are having a nice start to their season. That the division kind of sucks ass. So, like, hey, who knows? Pretty sure I have a McCutcheon jersey too. I would definitely sure break do. that out. I know yeah. I have a Marte one. The yellow Marte one. I think I have like an old like fucking Ali uh, Express Andrew McCutcheon one. If you, if they make the playoffs, you have to crow dreads. <laughs> if Andrew McCutcheon is an all star and takes the Pirates to the playoffs this year, I'll get an Andrew McCutcheon tattoo. That'll be your first tattoo. Yeah, a full chest piece. No, it'll be like on my ass or something. Or like I can hide it away forever. Yeah, yeah, there you go. All right, what's your last one? No, that was my last one. Ah. My last one. Yes. This one is very specific. The Padres. San Diego will beat Padres? The Rockies. The San Diego Padres. One Colorado of the same. Rockies? The Colorado Rockies. The San Diego Padres will beat the Colorado Rockies nine to four on July eleventh. And I will catch the winning home run ball hit by Fernando Tatis Jr. (laughs) 
I hate Sorry, you. June, June 11th, June 11th. This is a great bull prediction. I love it's it. It's such so a much. great one. If it it's comes true, I will be the happiest man in the world. I'll be the happiest boy in America. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, I also didn't confirm that date. Like, we don't have tickets for that game yet. So it may be the 12th. We will see. We will allow this one to be adjusted as needed. And when you buy tickets, it'll have to be in the outfield. And you'll have yes. to bring your glove. Uh, yeah, I don't see why not. I, I'm a light packer. I could fit a glove in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just wear it at the airport like a sad, sad man. <laughs> wear it through security. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. TSA having to do a substance check on the glove. I'm okay. just standing there like, are you kidding me, dude? Rosin is sweat. What are you talking where, about? Where, no, when you're put a, put a ball in the glove so that way TSA has to like look at the ball too and then when they're holding the ball just hold the glove up be like well catch <laughs> like the world's saddest man frankly i'm amazed no one has made like a sketch about that yet and i will wholeheartedly make it snl come at me i've got ideas <laughs> i've got thoughts. hire me dog i have one idea every six lauren lauren michael les mr moonvez <laughs> hey remember that guy that tried to get a writing or a performance gig on SNL by making those like really corny songs. Ooh, no, but that sounds horrible. You should look into it. It's one of the cringiest things I've ever seen. Yeah. That's the tough part about comedy is that, um, bad comedy is the saddest fucking thing you'll ever watch in your entire yeah. goddamn life. Like bad mm -hmm. comedy is so, so hard to sit through. And, uh, it, it got a lot of traction when it first came out and so much so that he made a follow-up like, Hey Lauren, I know you saw that. I'm back with the sequel. Hit me up. I'm just cringing thinking about it. Like it's oh. I'll see if I could find it for you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. That's what I need to get the juices flowing tonight. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all I got for bull prediction. You got anything else? Uh, no. I when I was looking at last year's, I saw that I had Tiger Woods predicted to win the Masters, and that made me sad. So I I did not make an eleventh prediction for the first time in a while. No, you did make an eleventh prediction. It was that you're going to catch the game winning. No, that was my tenth. Oh, that's right. you went first. Wait, yeah, no, how did you went? You went first on prediction. I went. I went oh, first I... on awards. Yeah. Right, I went. Someone went first, and it wasn't me. Okay, got it. No, it was me. Fuck, I got that wrong too. All right. Well, uh, yeah, Tiger Woods, um, still alive, but not, um, not fantastic at golf anymore. He's just, um, still really fucking good. Uh, he's not the best. He's just like great, which is a huge letdown for the nation. Uh, but oh well. All right. Well, um. Oh my God. We will be away for a bit. Um, Corwin is traveling for a bit, and then I'm traveling right after he is. So we will we'll be out uh, until um, probably like May 11th is what we're looking at. So post-draft, the draft starts this Thursday, the 27th. Um, and what will be uh, very exciting for us, um, lots to talk about, as there always is. Typically, we try to do a, a pre-draft look and then a post-draft look on uh, the Monday right after, but you know that will not be the case, so we'll have a full post-mortem on the draft come uh, May 11th is the goal. So, nice long stretch. 
Uh, in the meantime, if you'd like to follow the show on Twitter, you can do so at JuicingPod. If you'd like to follow Corwin on Twitter, you can do so at Corwin Heller. If you'd like to follow myself on Twitter, you can do so at Joshua D. Tracy. If you'd like to send emails to the show, you can do so at JuicingTheNumbers at gmail.com. Uh, Corwin, anything before we get out? No, see you.